This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. Sunday's London derby was billed as a sold-out game at Stamford Bridge, an occasion and a stadium befitting of our wonderful women's team. However, as I sat in my seat with about five minutes to spare before kickoff, the sheer number of empty seats, mainly across the Matthew Harden and Shed Upper stands, left me feeling like I'd been punched in the stomach. Chelsea's first half performance took that feeling away with goals from Sam Kerr, Aaron Cup, and a Guru Ryzen penalty, sealing the game within just 36 minutes. Chelsea then, despite being in front of the Stamford Bridge crowd, shut the game down and toyed with Tottenham until the inevitable final whistle came. That, however, also affected the mood after the game with a focus again on the attendance, which, although told as over 38,000 on the BBC, was actually closer to 24,000, less than the game they held in 2019. Uh, and the title of tonight's show is Went to Mo Kings Meadow, episode 92, 18,000 no-shows. Um which I think maths is right there. Um, someone will tell me it's not, but anyway. Uh, now, remember, you can listen live every Tuesday at 8pm by heading to Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. And such if I went to Mo Kings Meadow, where you can join in the show by posting on the live chat page, as um, Buffer73 has um, posted already. Good evening, Buffer73. Um, you can join in the chat by posting on there, and we'll, I'll read them out during the show and get um, our guests' opinion on your comments. Um, I know on the show this week we'll discuss Chelsea's lacklustre Stamford Bridge crowd, Chelsea's dominant first half display, look at how they shut up shop in the second half, and ask, are Chelsea too robotic and if it's okay to ask for more? Uh, then in part two, we're going to look ahead to tomorrow night's Champions League clash with Real Madrid. Uh, now joining me on the show tonight is the always entertaining Dane Whittle. Dane, good to see you. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. But I'm going to get in now before you criticise me, but I was one of the no-shows. Uh, but I have a good excuse. You know, my godson is is living a life-changing experience at the moment. I don't get to see him as much. And unfortunately, he penciled in that weekend to come down and visit us. So, uh, yeah, I was a no-show. I hold my hands up. Mm. and But I, I blame Dean. He didn't push me enough to go. 
but yeah, it, I, I, I was, you know, you, you, you booked and it was, it was just one of those things I had to see him. Uh, regarding me, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm really looking forward to to the guests we've got on. We've uh, haven't seen her on our show for a while, but like most, we've been uh, watching closely on 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 Twitter and uh, are proud of 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 all the success that is coming her way at the moment. Yeah, well, as we was like the first with the platform for so many great stars. I didn't want to say that. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't want to give us that much credit. Gold. So we always get yeses when we ask, um, and we was able to ask a very special guest. And that is um, Mia Erickson. Mia, good to see you again. Yeah, no, I, I'm blushing. <laughs> I don't know if you know this pain. From that. I don't know, I don't know what, why I'm getting that much love from, from Dane, but thank you. And from you also, Dean. But... I don't know if you noticed, Dane, Mia's setup, how that's changed over our time recording with Mia. Looking I'm very professional, are very very professional yeah I yeah like this me. is this is my my puppy right? <laughs> <laughs> i've just got the laptop and my son's single bed there we are that's how we make podcasts here on went to Mo kings meadow um me it's been a, quite a while since we've seen you so what have you been up to very busy what's your latest moves in the media world yeah my latest moves i'm just you know, going with the flow, with the development of the beautiful women's game and uh, uh, ignoring the fact that uh, it's a World Cup going on uh, on TV somewhere in the world at the moment or stuff like that. I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, maybe. I felt it was kind of surreal because I, when I was uh, waiting for the bus to arrive uh, after... I, I was off from work this afternoon and it was like, you know, it's very snowy here in Linköping at the moment and it's very blobby on the streets. Can you say that? Blobby? Like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. That's how tired I am, by the way. Mr. Blobby? Uh, I don't know if that's... Yeah, you know, it's it's snow, but it's uh, plus, uh, degrees plus outside and uh, yeah, it's very wet. And then yeah. I was thinking about the fact that they play football uh, in the middle of November World Cup. So it's amazing what you can buy when you've got the money for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, apart from obviously Mia being a great knowledge on football, uh, the main reason I wanted her on tonight was because uh, in the past we've talked about playing at Stamford Bridge uh, for the women's team. Uh, Jane, who obviously is not with us tonight, she's not very well. Um, she was always against it because they had a bad experience in 2019. Uh, poor crowd, not any good atmosphere. Um, the players didn't really take to it. They only won one nil that game. Uh, but Mia, who has obviously experienced the new camp and sold out venues within the women's game, was of the opinion that you know it's the right thing to do. It's up to the club to get things right. Um, so this was a quote-unquote sold-out game, uh, 42,500 expected. Uh, the attendance announced on the BBC was over 38,000, as I said. However, uh, I heard through some well-connected people that the official attendance was more around 24,000, which seemed right given the amount of empty seats that I saw. Um, Mia, Chelsea have sold out a game. They've advertised well on social media. There was stuff to do around the stadium. Yet almost, well, I don't know percentages, but probably 40% of the ground was empty. You know, what more can they do? 
Yeah, what more can they do? Uh, I think it's probably, I mean, it's it's weird times right now with, with this World Cup going on. And you can either, you know, like take advantage from it or you don't. And people are, I mean, it can be a lot of reasons, but what can they do more? I mean, th- this is the thing. Um, I, I usually think of it, you know, with, with the, take it like a podcast. How do you get people to listen on a podcast? You can't just publish it one morning and think it's going to live its own life. Uh, I mean, you have to remind people constantly that this is what is going on. But I do think it's kind of interesting that actually Arsenal did well with their game. Um, and I mean... Do you want me to piss off the Chelsea fans and tell them they're not good enough at showing up? Or I, well, mean, I want some, some angry emails. Yeah, ex- exactly. I need some angry emails this week. <laughs> Haven't had any yet. Uh, or some like angry tweets uh, in my comments or something. Uh, feel free, by the way. Um, <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, it's it it obviously is working for Arsenal. They've pretty much done it twice at the Emirates at the moment, but they were bad. You know, we we were talking about the fact that they didn't manage or, or succeed when they played Wolfsburg in the Champions League, which is kind of weird to me uh, as an outsider of England that uh, you can show up when a mid-table team comes to play, uh, but you can't when one of Europe's best teams uh, shows up at your stadium. So it's. I do think it's it's the women's game have a lot of work to do still, and I I keep thinking that we can't forget that. Just keep pushing and keep pushing. And maybe one of the you know like trick tricks to do it was to say that <laughs> that it was ten thousand people more there when it wasn't. Perhaps I'm I'm not sure. You know the. Reversed, uh, reverse psychology or something. I don't know where that 38,000 figure came from, by the way. They just said it on the BBC because I asked on that Discord group because they didn't announce it at the game because I was waiting for it. So normally at the men's team, they say, and the women's team, without five minutes to go, today's attendance was thanks for your support, but that never came. Um, they, the criticism they got in 2019 was they never sold the tickets. They gave them all away. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would probably expect quite a large percentage of people to get tickets even if they weren't going to go at all people were paid for these tickets and still not shown up is that a worry especially because they're going to play the Champions League there before Christmas that what is the what's the point of that basically why not just go to King's Meadow where they know they're going to fill it out and it's going to be a great atmosphere so so is so that is that is fact is it that the there's 38,000 tickets sold but only 24,000 turned up but they sold all the tickets, 42,000. They sold all 42,000, so yeah, 14,000. people there. Oh, wow. So you're saying only four, the 14,000 people bought tickets uh, and decided not to go? Yeah. That's because they're people so cheap. Lot. Cheap is 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 one way. Uh, sometimes if, if, if I've been running late for work uh, in midweek and I've got you know like if, if it's been a carling cup game for the men's and 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 it's been a massive rush then i'll just think you know what it's not worth it the ticket was 
25 30 pound and i'm struggling to get there but if it was a big champions league game then i would i would go out of my way and and turn up a little bit late uh that is a midweek game that's no excuse for obviously a sunday game i think it's down to price i think it's at that initial time see i always knew that i was double booked so i didn't bother buying the ticket uh but at that initial time you buy a ticket you have every sort of intention to go and then Sunday comes, whether you've had a big Saturday, you know, it, it, it all depends on the whether you've experienced the atmosphere before. You know, if, if you've got that real oomph to go and want, want to watch the women's team play, you know, it's all good. Chelsea doing their best, you know, to make it a festival of football, you know, and, and, and lots of things going on inside and like big open arms. But you've got to want to go as well. And it's so easy to, to, to spend money on a ticket. How much was the price of tickets? Was it £9, £10 today? I think it was nine pound. Mine was free because I've got a season ticket, so they just swap it over for the game. But I'm thinking yeah. it would be nine pound and a pound for kids. Well, for me, that's that is the price. It is it is it's down to the price, and it's down to the, the fact that you know. Let's you know you, you look at the facts here that how much does Kings Meadow hold? How much does Stamford Bridge hold? So you can have so many new supporters there who's never might have been to Kings Meadow on the other occasion, but do not go regularly. It's it's sometimes it's. It sounds stupid, but it's a lot to to expect. You you need them to want to go. You know, you would think you would think by 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 buying their ticket that that would be the start of wanting to go. But obviously, with me, I can get a bit complacent. Like you, I'm a season ticket holder, so if I miss one game, I always know there's another game. But again, these these are I presume these are supporters who are coming to the the ground to watch. A lot of them to probably watch Chelsea for the first time with Chelsea women's team. And, you know, you're bouncing off the successful Euros as well for the Lionesses. So it is a tough one, but I, I think it's the price personally. Yeah, well, I was obviously outside the Fulham Road for quite a while before the game. Um, and the audience was very young. Uh, met Tony, who's on the Chelsea fan cast. He was taking his granddaughter to her first game uh, because it was at Stamford Bridge. Um, so there, there is that element to it. Mia, do you agree that they're underselling it? And that's the reason. But do you think if it was £20 a ticket, people just wouldn't buy them? No, sorry. I don't think I don't think they should have put the price up. I think it, the fact of the matter is £10. Listen, they'll soon £10 will be, you know, the way the bills are going at the moment, especially in this country and the way it's going. You know, £10, you won't, you won't want to throw away £10. But... I think still people are still a lot sort of bouncing off the summer or and ten pounds is is just nine pounds is just you know people will just go oh, I can't be bothered to go so I don't think by by, by putting the, the money up will make a difference uh, I think it's just in in that moment they didn't see you know they they didn't see the poor enough do you agree with that Mia uh, yeah no I I'm not I'm not sure I I mean I think I think this is like we have we have a sim we have a very big problem in Sweden, uh, for example, to getting people to our stadiums, and we have bigger stadiums uh, for many of the women's arenas than Kings Meadow is. Uh, we we can't even like sell over a thousand tickets from from time to time. So I do think that this is all about you know the fact that and and I know there was a a bit of discussion when Barcelona did sell out uh, Camp Nou twice. Uh, the fact is maybe, and now I'm probably going to piss a lot of people uh, off again, but uh, Barcelona might have a bigger brand, like more worldwide, that you come to to the game 
to you you travel to Barcelona to to watch it. I mean, there was a lot of people there that had just traveled to Barcelona to watch that game. Maybe that was can be a factor for Chelsea to consider to to market a game like that uh, after the Euros this summer when it's the World Cup uh, in Qatar. Maybe you could have uh, marketed it outside of England more. I'm not sure, but I mean, maybe who, who wouldn't want to go to London for a weekend to go to Stamford Bridge if you're a Chelsea fan outside of England? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess the flights and the hotels would be cheaper because there's no men's football on. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it's. let's just face it, it's always cheaper to go to London to watch women's football than men's football. Uh, and you could travel with your probably a whole family for the price of the tickets that you that you would have paid if you went to Stamford Bridge to to watch a men's game. So I think I mean this is a lot of stuff to think about for for the women's game and clubs in the future. I think to you know you have to market the experience of the women's game rather than just the game itself. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Then do you think there's a a case to although Stamford Bridge is the end goal maybe add a step into that and maybe look you know just close to Chelsea's probably AFC Wimbledon which is 10,000 and try mm. and migrate from Kings Meadow to there uh, get that field on a regular basis and then look at that jump do you think the jump's too big is that an issue well, you know, they've got all their best intentions at heart and you've got to say £9 to watch the best team, the best women's team in Britain is is an amazing value for money. Uh, as I said, maybe the experience of going to Stamford Bridge is not a massive pull for 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 supporters. Maybe you've got that 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 little click of, of knowing that it's a men's stadium and, it, and and what comes with it. And but you would think that you know you know let's spend. I went to the cup final, the Chelsea cup final, when they beat uh, Arsenal three uh, one. And you did have a big stadium, Wembley Stadium, about five, six, seven years ago, was it? And uh, you then had that element side of the of 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 the aggressive men supporters in there, and it obviously did put me off because I know what that's all about, having been to Chelsea for over thirty years. But that can put other people off, and I, I wonder if 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 that you know that, that subconsciously was, was putting people off. I don't know. It's hard to 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 uh guess what was going on in people's mindset but i think that's a, that that is that is something that would be really interesting i think that's a good idea uh because obviously the goal is to get you know is is, is to get bigger stadiums you know more, more people in to watch you know because as, as i said a couple of minutes ago nine pounds to watch the, the best women's team in, in britain is is amazing value for money so what would be putting you off going on a regular basis for me personally i live I've since moved out of London, so I live an hour and a half away, and I'm a season ticket holder of the men's, so I find it hard to, to, to balance and to balance it all because I'm a, obviously a massive sports fan. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously not just football, you know, basketball, American football, everything. So to try and balance how much I watch and go to to two lots of football it is hard. But you, as an individual, riding off the the wave of the lionesses and 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 the women's game, you you know. You should be wanting to go and watch watch them play, but that is a good idea. A ten thousand capacity that would be a nice test in water. You'd probably sell out. Let's be honest. 
I think, and just how, uh, initially, and just how long you can keep it up. Yeah, well, they I can just terrible for. I, Call me sorry. No, no, uh, but I just want to say something because this is also something I think. If you go to Kings Meadow regularly every week to watch the women play, I'm so I'm not gonna throw anything into that perspective. But to me, if I had the chance to go and watch Chelsea play on Stamford Bridge uh, and there was a choice between Kings Meadow and Stamford Bridge uh, like this weekend and then I would I wouldn't even think about it I would just yeah of course I want to see the women play uh, at Stamford Bridge that would be an experience to me because I've never been to Stamford Bridge um, at all because I don't watch men's football but obviously I'm a Swede. I don't live in the UK. I don't live in London. So I don't have to like even choose to, to travel one and a half hour or not. But it's like, like I said, it's the experience. I think the club need to, to market um, more often when they try and have try when, when they have the, the games in the main stadiums. Don't want to say the men's stadium, just the main stadium. Yeah, main stadium. Mm. And they, Edine, they... I've got a question. I've got a question. So, so you was a season ticket holder at the men's. Are you still a season ticket holder at the men's? I have one. Yeah, not that I but, use it often. But you don't go now. You, 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 you. Are you solely? Would you say your main team is the is the women's team now? Yeah. One, it's wonder how many. I wonder how many people are, are in that position based on obviously the capacity and and. The tenses at Kings Meadow. You wonder how many uh, people have 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 gone that way. Obviously, we know from from the fan cast, Mousey Clayton started going a lot more this season, and there is a lot more interest because you can tell by we we we've got our own obviously fan cast group chat, WhatsApp chat, Mia, and you can just tell by initially uh, the 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 conversations and the mentions of the women's team was 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 practically zero. Me and Dean obviously would talk about it separately. We wouldn't even bring it into the group, but now it's 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 quite popular. Then Dean would obviously agree to this. It's quite popular, and there is a massive interest in it. And you just don't go for the sake of it. Maybe once or twice, but you know it, it is good to see. And this is and this is guys who have been watching Chelsea 30, 40, 40 years now, going to watch the women. So so that's good. But to get the youngsters as well, obviously we've started. Dean come up with a really good initiative to. Uh, sponsor girls young girls football boots and just seeing that them he's put the pictures off of them them recently on on social media and that was just amazing to see just the the enthusiasm and it's just it's just little things like that you know it's generations i'm talking about the generations a little bit above me uh showing interest in women's football but also obviously it's the generations like like we're finding with dean and, and 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 the uh the young girls playing football is, we, you know, you need them to come on. You need them to stick with it, and 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 more will come. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it's it's a great team to watch, and it is a saying, you know, you've got to love the team to carry on watching them. It isn't about just about the success, but you know, it's it's so interesting just to watch how they can develop. And as as Dean said, with with moving on to a bigger stadium, would you do it gradually, or do you just go all in for Stamford Bridge and stick with it until? You see, if we can fill out forty thousand, it's, it's interesting to to know what what Todd Bowley and the and and the Clear Ache like visions are for the for the women's side of of Chelsea Football Club. 
Well, yeah, but they weren't there on Sunday, so you couldn't ask them. Um, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I mean, the, the issue, the thing for me, I went to, the last game I went to men's game at Stamford Bridge was when we played Arsenal, we, we got beat 4-1. But when you're there, I feel like you, you don't know anyone anymore there. It's Everyone's in the seat next to you is different every week. You you lose the connection with the fans. Then why you go, Dane, you see people you know in the pub before. You see people, mm. like Chich says, you know, Football is a good day out ruined by 90 minutes of football. You go for everything else apart from what happens on the pitch, maybe because the men's team is shit. But <laughs> with the women's team at King's Meadow, although it's unreserved seating, the people in the seats around you are the same people in the seats around you week in, week out. And they lose that when they move to Stamford Bridge. And that's why those supporters will always say, take me to King's Meadow. Yeah. Because I don't need. I'm, that sure, I'm sure it will turn around now when you are having Cristiano Ronaldo come play for you. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so that, that, that those supporters, the ones that go every week, don't want to go to Stamford Bridge. Although you need to go to Stamford Bridge to attract new supporters because they can't get into King's Meadow at the moment anyway because it's always sold out. Also, the team deserves to play in a big stadium. I was watching the highlights back and it just seemed right that Sam Kerr was scoring a goal in front of 24, even though it was 24,000. It seemed right that she did that rather than 3,000 at Kings Meadow. But as I say, you've got a bridge of the gap between having a half empty stadium where you can't hear nobody's making any atmosphere, affecting the team's performance and keeping everything that makes going to women's football what it is at the moment, which obviously is difficult for a club to do. Um, what Bowley's going to do, we don't know. Um, and we'll see when they do the PSG game, what they do for that, as Mia said, how they're going to market that. Because uh, on Mixler, uh, Ben said they're selling the tickets between £9 and £25. And I think £25 is Westview, their new fancy stand, which is the West Upper. Um, so you yeah. £25, you're going to go to that game. But it is two days before Christmas. It's 8pm at night. That's going to take away a huge element of people going. It, Dana, is, that, is it self-defeating to host that game at Stamford Bridge because of everything going on at that time of year? Yeah, I, well, it's sort of like almost going back to, to how you just started your last your last sentence. Why... You've got a good thing going on at Kings Meadow and you've been going there for, for, for example, I'm, I'm going to stereotype a fan who's been going there regularly for years. Why would you want to go and watch Stamford Bridge? Sometimes you you want to, 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 to keep the success you've got to yourself. You don't want to go and share it with others because you, you do have sometimes a little bit of ignorance, like, well, where were you when we were down there? But I get that you've got to move on, but some people won't see it that way. It's like... It's like you telling a, a friend about about a certain footballer or a certain song or a, vid, a film you like or whatever. Then everyone starts going on about it. You think, well, I was the bloody one who told you first. You weren't interested. And now you look raving about it. It's, 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 it's a it's a funny thing when 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 you're so used to doing one thing and then you're expected to go and share it with others. And and you're right. It's like when 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 a lot of the big teams men's have, have moved to new stadiums and they've lost their atmosphere for years and years because they haven't been smart and moved fans together where they were sitting and moving from from the old stadium to the new stadium and sections. And they've just got to find their atmosphere again. And it must be quite hard for supporters of a regular at Kings Meadow to then go to Stamford Bridge and try to feel some sort of loyalty to that stadium. And it, everything will just feel completely weird. 
Yeah, although I do want it to go to Stamford Bridge. Well, but there has to be progression. There yeah. has to be progression in everything you do. Otherwise, you know, the, what's the point in doing it? Uh, you know, I've I've plenty of these arguments with with with, with friends and relatives. If if I'm going to change change sports quickly, well, not sports is still football. You know, MLS where they don't have promotion and relegation. You know, what's six games left and you can't get in the playoffs? What what is the point of people turning up to watch them? You know, there's nothing's going to happen and nothing games. There's there's you know, so it's. I believe you need progression to 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 you know because you you need that end goal and yeah the idea of of the Chelsea women's team playing in a, in a packed stadium whether it's ten thousand fifteen or twenty thousand is 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 mind blowing to me but so exciting exciting potentially and I think I think that can be done. Yeah, me. I'm going to give the final word on this bit to you. Um, I mean, you mentioned Arsenal at the weekend. You know when they played Man United, the Emirates wasn't sold out. But it was still the the bottom part of it was was packed. They had the away end, and I mean, luckily they were playing Man United, who um, actually make noise like Chelsea supporters do. I mean, Tottenham had an away end; you wouldn't have known it because um, you couldn't hear nothing. Um, we see obviously Wembley sold out for USA versus England um, as well. I just feel a bit deflated after the crowd number because I was expecting a sold out Stamford Bridge, and it, outside the stadium seemed very busy. Um, maybe some people carried on walking up Fulham Road and didn't turn off. But you know, where do we go from here? Basically, uh, get better weather in the UK. Maybe <laughs> it was actually no. nice on Sunday. It was a little <laughs> yeah. bit cold, but yeah, nice. I saw that. Uh, no, I I think uh, I think you can never like relax, sit back and relax at the moment with with women's football. You have to ride on, on the wave. Um, just keep going and and it's like I mean a ticket to I mean obviously that was a pretty special game for many reasons but I'm quite curious about how many um, in attendance there will be at Camp Nou this week when Barcelona plays Bayern Munich because that's not a bad game either to go watch um, I think that will be interesting uh, just about the discussion we are having because about Chelsea and Stanford Bridge. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's all about marketing the experience of being where it happens. And the thing is, obviously, since I'm in Sweden, I enjoyed watching the game from Stanford Bridge a lot more than from Kings Meadow because, my God, the camera angles <laughs> at Kings Meadow, they are not good. I'm not going to use the word I want to use, but let's it's just camera tell camera angle. There's only one camera. <laughs> Yeah. One angle, that's it. <laughs> that as well. But obviously, since I watch both games uh, on TV, uh, both uh, Manchester United uh, and Arsenal game and Chelsea against Tottenham, I could I could probably say that the atmosphere on TV from the Arsenal and Manchester United game, yeah, that was yeah, more in, in every way. It, it felt like a Sunday afternoon game at Stanford Bridge in, in some ways. But I do think that this is my take on this, that I'm with you on the fact that I think Sam Kerr, when she scores, she deserves to score in front of whatever thousand 
of people <laughs> was at Stamford Bridge if it was 38,000 uh, or 24. She deserves that because these players deserve that, all of them uh, and the team and the brand Chelsea women deserves that as well. So mm. that's my take on it. Just keep plugging through them, what we'll do. Um, I suppose we better start talking about the actual football um, rather than the supporters in or not in the stand. Um, before we do that, we're going to go for a short ad break um, and a reminder as well that our uh, summer series celebrating the 30th anniversary of the creation of the Chelsea FC women's team is available in full on our Patreon page. Subscription costs you £5 per month and in return you get access to interviews with Tony Farmer. Um, now they... Invited Tony to the game actually on Sunday, and they announced him before kickoff. Um, they didn't ask him down or do any interview with him, um, so they just said he's here, and everyone had to clap. Um, if you want to hear what he had to say about creating the Chelsea women's team, you can only do that on our Patreon. Um, at the moment, it's actually public. Um, I need to change that. So if you go on now, we won't pay. Uh, you got to the end of this episode. Um, if that's a good ad break. Yeah, if you're on Mixer, that's a good ad break. Yeah. Although it's two hours long, so maybe wait. Um, we've also got interviews with another coach, George Michaelas, and Matt Beard, who is the now Liverpool manager, who was the coach before Emma Hayes. And you also get um, early access to these podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you can listen on Patreon before you get there. And it's ad-free. So when this goes to a break, you're just going to hear silence and then me talking again. Uh, so head to www.patreon.com forward slash went to Meadow to sign up and we will be right back. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. fans real opinions 
For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Let's get into the action then. Chelsea lining up for this one in a 4-1-4-1 formation, which is nice with Aaron Katrinberger in goal. Ev Perise, Khadija Buchanan, Millie Bright and Magda Eriksson in defence. Sophie Inkle anchored the midfield with Lauren James, Aaron Cuthbert, Jesse Fleming and Guru Wright and supporting Sam Kerr in attack. Chelsea made full use of their available substitutions, bringing on Jess Carter for Magda Eriksson. In the 51st minute, Frank Kirby and Beth England replaced Aaron Cuthbert and Sam Kerr, respectively, on 66 minutes. And in the 77th minute, Anik Nalan and Katrina Svitkova were introduced for Kadisha Buchanan and Guru Ratan. This left Sachira Musevic, Johanna Littin-Kamrid, Neve Charles and Alsu Abdelina as unused substitutes. Stats-wise, Chelsea had 57% possession, 14 shots, 7 on target, 5 corners and 3 fouls. To Tottenham's 43% possession, eight shots, three on target, one corner, and 11 fouls. Uh, before we get into all that, though, uh, Dane, Emma Hayes back on the touchline. Um, was really good to see, wasn't it? But could you hear her? If you would have shut your eyes and 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 you wouldn't have known, could you hear her? No, because it, it wasn't that quiet. It wasn't that quiet. And I've been at Slabs Bridge for a men's game, and you hear the players talking to each other, which is quite mm. fun. But you couldn't hear the players. Oh, I thought sometimes her voice likes to uh, does travel quite well, especially over King's Meadow. Obviously, yeah, one tier, a smaller stadium, but it's it's always nice how the cameras pick up on it, and sometimes I have to uh, apologise for for any uh, <laughs> colourful language. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was. It, well, I don't know if that was the game that, that if she'd been rushed back for that game or or you know a little bit patched up. I don't know. Obviously, how her how her recovery's gone. But it was obviously extremely nice to to see her back, and I, I no, I'm trying to say something uncontroversial. But obviously, Chelsea, you know, the coaching staff have have done amazingly good without her. And let's be honest, she was probably on the phone watching and and in their ears and in their earpieces via via the, via uh, modern technology. So. She would have been there in, in some capacity, but you know they, they've done amazingly well. Just, just, just trying to uh, cover the, the big gap that obviously she leaves. But yeah, it, 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 you know, she is our, she is the, the number one. She, she, she's the leader of of our pack. So it, yeah, it's, it's amazing to see her back. I thought her lie was very funny that she told in the press conference. Um, and she said that she was so confident in the coaching staff that she was baking bread and she wasn't actually watching the game. It just happened, but when she came to the game at Kings Meadow against uh, Aston Villa, she had a headset in, and she was talking the whole game. And in every game, everyone's had go you know, the AirPods in, mm-hmm. listening to her. And she, she likes to lie on occasion, but that was a nice one about banana bread because she definitely no way she wasn't watching Chelsea when they were playing. <laughs> um, Mia, the lineup at the moment, I feel like nothing's, nothing's sort of. Up for grabs. Everything seems pretty, you know, that makes sense. That's the team I would have picked, given who's available and who's injured. It felt the same again on Sunday when it's either team sort of felt, yeah, that's that's a good team. Yeah, I mean, it's always a good team. <laughs> no, matter, no matter who's playing or not playing, I think. Um, I I mean, I, I think actually Chelsea killed this game off quite early. 
I think it was after 36 minutes or something, if I'm not mistaken. And then the game was just managed, which was a good thing uh, ahead of what is coming this week, uh, obviously. Um, I'm. I was quite disappointed that Johanna Rutten-Konerud um, didn't get any minutes, um, but I can see why. Uh, and I do think that you know it was a perfect game to to manage players, manage playing time ahead of a Champions League week, um, because I do think um, I'm I'm quite affected by all injuries going on at the moment, so. This is what you think of when you watch football games at the moment. Like the fact is that if a team is able to do what Chelsea did, uh, you know, just win the game in in the first half, then you can give the players um, good managing um, throughout the rest of the game. Um, I'm happy to see that Magda is sort of more stable um, at her left back slash uh, LCD position and role. Uh, I'm not happy to see that she is less on the ball uh, than last season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. It's also it's also going to be interesting to see when they are up against uh, better teams how she will look <laughs> in that uh, role and position uh, going from here. Uh, interesting also that the last two games uh, Kedisha Buchanan has played uh, RCB uh, and Millie is back next to Magda. Um, I think this game actually was kind of boring. I'm going <laughs> to say it. Chelsea did what they are best to do. They won the game and um, this time they did it not like in the second half they did it in the first half which is pretty like when you look at Tottenham obviously every team in the WSL are good teams but I mean Chelsea are beyond uh, some of the other teams and they showed it so so what's going to talk about Magda and the centre-backs in a bit, but let's do it now because you mentioned it and it seems relevant. Um, what do you because we speak about this quite often, Magda at left back? It's a conversation we have after every game, probably. Um, what do you make of it? What would be your solution to it? Do you think just carry on with it or move formations and play centrally or or what? Did you ask me now? Yeah, for you because you're not here. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a tough one, actually, because you bring in Kadisha Buchanan and Magda's contract will be up next summer. Uh, so it's all about that, I think. I mean, if, if, it, if it's like that, that Magda won't extend, then you need to, to play another centre-back uh, next to Miller Bright to get them to partner up and be secure. But then you have a play like Magda in your squad, you probably have to use her because of her importance. Like, just because she's the captain. No, not just because she's the captain, but she's Magdalena Eriksson and she has been really great for Chelsea. 
um, throughout the years. So I think it's it's like that. But I mean, I, I watched her numbers uh, in touches. Um, I think it was one and a half week ago. And I think it was from 58, 59 passes per, per game um, to now, now down to like 50. And that's a significant, you know, difference. So, you know, you don't have her on the ball as much. And I, I'm, I'm going to guess now, I'm going to look it up later, but I do think that as the left back, I don't think she is that high up the pitch to take part in attacking um, as a priority, if you know what I mean. Um, but obviously in this game, uh, I sat by the TV laughing a little bit because um, each of the centre backs, and I'm going to call them each of the centre backs because they because they did play a back three um, quite often in that game, uh, every one of them was up uh, by the penalty area too, and and Magda was even about to score. She needs to practice her finishes though. I can tell you that, and I'm sure she would have loved to score that one, but was quite poor that finish. Yeah, straight at the goalkeeper. Bright hit the bar. Um, even now, and when she came on, she went up there. She should have shot, and she passed it. Um, this new tactic of just running with the centre back with the ball the whole way out the pitch, another way to bypass the midfield. Um, then we spoke about um Buchanan last week because. When you play Man United, she played on the right hand side, um, and right on the left. Well, it wasn't last week, whatever it was. Um, and she's gone there again, right hand side. Um, Emma spoke about it, uh, with the press as well. Um, she said that, um, you know, I can by the by the minute I put her in that new position to the right side of back, I could see that her communication and confidence and everything is increasing. This game was clearly her best in a Chelsea shirt. I think there's much room for improvement, again, positionally for her, but what a joy it is to coach her, a really respectful human being. It was going to add so much to the team. Um, do you think it was just a case of her playing a natural role, that right centre-back that's that's helped her? Because she had struggled in the early part of the season, hadn't she? Yeah, yeah, you, you you could see her quality. She's always had quality on the ball. How she how she how she, how she like strides out of defence and 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 can go left and right and and pass in. I've tried to uh, in recent weeks. I was trying to compare her to to some some really good ball playing French uh, French defenders we've had in the men's team for a while. Anything from Leboeuf to Desai, and even Brazilian Thiago Silva. How comfortable he comes out of defence uh, in 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 the men's game at the moment. And you got to think, you know, if if are we anywhere? Is there any hints of of Magda signing a new contract, or is there just absolutely nothing coming out? Nothing so, I no suppose if, if 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 at the moment, so the future we know is 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 Kadisha. Uh and and you know, it, on the right side of a back three then helps her to be on that right side of the of the two centre backs of a back four. So it, it is very smart. And I thought she was getting better slowly anyway. you could see the the confidence. I, I did think she had a really good game in Manchester, and I thought she had a superb game on on Sunday. So 
you know, Emma Hayes has seen something. I thought it 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 was the it was going to be a slow progress with her, but I didn't think it was as bad as maybe some people was making out, especially on social media. I know when someone comes with such a big reputation, you expect you expect things straight away, but you've got to got to be relaxed about it and 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 understand that uh, you know it's a new culture, it's like a new language, new lifestyle. You know, teammates, everything you've got to adjust to, and it's sometimes it's very hard to to settle it all down and, and put the performances in on the field. But I thought she was doing okay. I expected more, but I knew it was going to come. Uh, this little tweak, as as I've seen it, you know, it, seen it come a, a lot quicker. But I was I was always quite comfortable and relaxed with her because you could see the class, it shines through her. But obviously the the, the, the lack of touches in, 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 in Ericsson is because Buchanan's clearly having the more touches. I'd, I'd be interested to know her touches compared to Millie as well. Uh, on the back, on the back three, uh, uh, back four, you know, whatever we sort of migrate into, depending if we've got the ball and we haven't got the ball. Uh, yeah, I'd be very interested because I thought he, Perise had a good game as well. I thought a couple of times she was, you know, Ashley Never was was playing on on. I, I haven't seen her playing this more higher higher position uh, on the left or the right. Depends on what recent games you've watched. But I thought she was trying to try to bully her a couple of times, but I thought Perse did really well, stood up to it and, and had a good game herself as well. Yeah, the whole the whole team actually did play well. And with with Buchanan, as we said, you know, she struggled physically uh, in battles rather than being able to play football. Which I think she adjusted. You know, she did got bullied by Bunny in the, in about half an hour. We we really we really went in and about that first half an hour, but she really adjusted and then she really took over and, and and I thought dominated Bunny for the rest of the game in, in, in that Man City win. So, you know, smart players, you know, players of such a high standard can do that, can adjust, can, you know, sometimes they do think maybe that, you know, on their levels they can, there's certain capabilities that they will be able to handle most most conditions in a game. And, you know, if they're surprised, then they just adjust. Yeah, well, I think it helped in this game that Jessica Naz, the struggle for Tottenham, she's very quick, but she's not, physical at all she's she's really quite small in her, in her stature um and uh Kadisha stood up to that challenge very well she had a couple of good battles with her that she won uh, quite easily um moving on then uh me we always say with Chelsea if they don't score early things can get nervous um so after 12 minutes uh to score was was a great start and it was a, a great Chelsea goal forcing an error from Tottenham a long ball over the top to Sam Kerr and, and she does the rest. A slight deflection, but you know, a great finish, wasn't it? Yeah, and quite, I mean, not rare for Sam Kerr to score like that, but it's nice to see her control the ball like that with obviously three defender, defenders completely. Like, I don't know what they were doing, but mm. uh, it looked very calm and composed. And uh, yeah, nice to see. I wonder if she didn't look up, if that helped her. Because if you look back at the, at the goal, once she realises she gets around the goalie, obviously she's a world-class striker. She's, she's Usually she can keep, have her eyes shut and she'll know where the goal is. And she didn't actually look up. She just had kept her head down and got it on target. And I think that was maybe the bonus. If looking up, she would have seen the three or four defenders and it might have played with her mind a little bit more or where to put it. But if you, yeah, we're just going over the highlights of the game before we before we started recording and yeah, head down just on target. And yeah, you're right. The defenders were sort of falling over themselves, but it was, it was a great finish, great composure by, by Sam. And uh, we see that a lot ball over the top and 
She doesn't look quick, but she is very quick. Uh, like Lauren James, another one who doesn't look quick. But yeah, she, 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 I, I, I'm yet to see, and obviously you two can both correct me. I'm yet to see someone match Sam for pace when when the ball is over the top or catch up with her. And there's obviously someone maybe with more tactical memory and and a memory of results in games can say no, there has been one player, but yeah, she she for her and also for her size, the leap. And her aerial ability is 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 amazing as well. But we we you know we've done this to death with her before on shows that are amazing qualities because they they mentioned. But what what made me laugh is obviously not being on the same level as, as Sam Kerr. They mentioned her height, and I'm sure they said five foot six or something, which astounded me because of how good she is in the air. I thought she was a lot taller. I thought she was at least like five foot ten. But obviously, yeah, I've, I've having her not walked past me. Unfortunately, I can't. I can't obviously uh, measure up. Yeah, it makes me feel tall. That's why I like going. <laughs> um, so I'd be a good centre half. In oh yeah, you're a little Danny DeVito size, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Not about yeah. size, what you do with it, okay? <laughs> anyway, um, it, the goal me is something we see against Man United as well. Millie Bright playing that ball into the channel. Um, Sam Kerr running into it against United. It was obviously Lauren James that scored against Tottenham. It was Sam Kerr, but Saying we should look out for on a regular basis now, Millie's on that left-hand side, that long ball into the channel for Sam. Yes, I do think so, because uh, Chelsea have centre-backs with good, good uh, ball on-the-ball qualities, and they should use it. Um, I mean, it's like... I, I'm very... Also, this is the fact that it's going to be very interesting to see Chelsea use... Uh, those abilities and those players going up against really good teams where you have uh, holding l- like good a good midfield that can stop uh, balls from coming uh, at you like that. So obviously I think this is the Chelsea way of playing football and I mean we are used to seeing that now and I think what we are seeing at the moment is just that Chelsea is doing it better than ever, perhaps. Hayes ball, as the kids call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that became 2 0 on the 26th minute. Um, a corner goes out to Erin Cuppert on the edge of the box. She hits it into the top corner absolutely magnificently, Dane. Um, some finish, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the foot, Tom also come across the ball, and I don't know. Again, uh, if the goalie was a little bit unsighted, I think it was. Uh, this is not the only Tottenham player I know, but I'm going to mention her again. Actually, never. I'm sure she was. She she was in. I don't know if she was in the the view of that. But that's taken nothing away from 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 the from from the goal from Aaron. We we've seen her do that before, but you know to bring it down almost hit it on half volley and yeah, it was a great goal. Uh, the goalie obviously. That's why I didn't know if she was unsighted because she sort of went to the right before she like sort of tried to shift over to the left, but that 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 movement sort of then put her off balance. But no, it was it was a great finish, and it sort of it would like put the cherry on 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 top of the cake for for the week for Aaron to, to you know to sign that new contract to you, especially for you to think you had something to play in that in her signing that new contract and uh, everything. It topped up her week, and and you know good for her because she she's been consistent you know so consistent in 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 over the last 18 months you know but it's, it's funny because when we mentioned consistency before players are always consistent it's just whether it's you know at what levels they are and and her levels have risen like 
like another one like like guru Wrighton, who's who's she's you know i can't talk enough about how 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 many levels she's raised her game at the moment so much that we're expected i'm expecting every time i see her play and that is that is a compliment to her because how 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 could how good she's she's come in the last 18 months but yeah blabbling on but erin yeah erin you know topped off a great week for her and and and, and well deserved because she's a good player and i'm i'm hope she's Happy with her contract, and obviously all the fans are happy she's staying. Yeah, just to rewind. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt that I was involved in Aaron's. Contract. Oh, okay. So, has she thanked you the yet? The evidence then? is clear. The evidence uh, is that I had the tweet from Chelsea. Her dad, Steve. You know, it's all there. I mean, but not. But no, has Aaron tweeted you yet? She's still not unmuted me, which is the problem, I think. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, talking of Erin, she spoke about herself after the game. She was asked. Um, uh, it's quite interesting. She said, last December during the season, I got thrown in there, which was midfield. I didn't really have a lot of time to work on it. This preseason actually been a blessing. The Euros happening for me. Had a lot of one-to-one time during preseason to solidify and now down that position. Get the, get to know the ins and outs of it. We went on preseason tour. It was really good. Uh, I'm finally glad the time has come. It was a big reason in the contract renewal. I wanted to be a midfielder. I know I'm best in midfield. You know, as a player where you feel most comfortable, where you feel best, and I feel that midfield is my home. And I want to prove that to everybody. Um, Mia, she's doing that, isn't she? I think she's becoming one of you know the top midfielders, not just in the WSL, but uh, probably across Europe as well. Yeah, obviously, if the rumours were true that, that uh, Barcelona was after her, I do think that that ought to tell you the story about how good she is. I mean, I do think that she will only improve <laughs> from now on. Um, because what I do think is that she is a great, uh, take this the right way, uh, everyone now, but she is a great destroyer. And she, she like stops the game in, uh, in, in ways that, it's very rare to see a midfielder do, but she's like she's cleaning the midfield uh, for Chelsea. But I I still wait for her to like pass the ball forward um, more, and I do think that that she will only get better and better, and that's probably you know something also about the fact that when you look at other midfielders. Um, around Europe, uh, who is the best at this position, um, then that's like, you know, controlling the tempo of the game. Obviously, Chelsea likes, uh, what, what do we used to say? Tap, tap, boom, <laughs> tempo. Uh, but that's, that's where I'm, I'm sure she will improve uh, on the forward passes as well. Yeah, I also think that if, you know, Magda does decide to try something new next season that Aaron will be the, the captain of Chelsea Football Club. Um already over 150 appearances at just what 24 is she now? They're still very young, but the right choice for me, Dan's shaking his head, but I'm not gonna talk to him about it. <laughs> um 10 minutes on from from that wonder strike, Chelsea went 3-0 up. Uh Guru Wrighton with a penalty. Uh her first goal of the season. Um but she's had nine assists before that. Nine assists one goal. Um then we, you spoke about her a minute ago, but for me, she's the first name on the team sheet, which says something. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. As I said, I can I can repeat myself or try and use different words, but I'll be saying 
I'll be my meaning will be exactly the same. Her, she is, she is, she, she was a good player before. Now I think she's outstanding. You know, regular contributions. I'd like to see her score more. Being the penalty taker would obviously help that. Uh, yeah, obviously, if we get the penalties, that is. But you know, uh, yeah, she's she's outstanding. You know, she, she looks so confident on the ball. You know, putting the balls into the box. You know, head up, uh, pacey, strong. Yeah, everything about her at the moment is 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 so impressive to me. And you know, you you sign players and 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 then you watch them and you think they're good players. And she was in and out in in recent years, and sometimes using that left wing back role, which which we didn't think suited her. But you know, like like uh, the model pro she is, you know, she tried her best, even though sometimes the defensive side might have let 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 her her down a bit. But you know, she's in a lot more of a favoured position at the moment. And yeah, I it, you know, as I said earlier, I mean, I expect so much from her at the moment. But that's a compliment to her because she's she, she's contributing uh, regularly, and it is good to see because you know, a couple of years ago we'd we'd be talking about whether it'd be Fran. Or, or if obviously Beth England was in the team, or obviously Sam Kerr, or, or when when we signed Pennell, you know, and we were we weren't really talking about much about rising because we knew if, if if everyone else is fairly consistent at a certain level, that those strikers would uh, would win us the games. But so many players have stepped up on 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 levels, and whether that's success of games or winning trophies or the coaching on the management or their own individual style, it's it, it's so impressive to see. And you know, as I said. About forty-five minutes ago, you know, spending nine pounds to watch this team should be should 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 shouldn't even be a fault because, you know, you would go there and you would you would try and watch. You know, if you're thinking about five substitutions as well, that's sixteen players. You try and watch them all at some point, and you'll be you know blown away by how how good they are. Yeah, right, and absolutely sensational uh, all season actually. Um, but again. Um, we've seen so many times as well. Buchanan to Brighton has created a goal. That's one of Chelsea's you know top moves this year. It was last season. It was sometime last season. I don't know where. And all of a sudden, it just went, and she started banging in goals to go over uh, assists. And you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing that she's only scored one this year. But you know, she's contributing massively on assists. So you know, we can't overly criticise that. Well, no, she's got the most goal contributions. So. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's a bonus if she gets goals, but if she's laying them on 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 plates for our our wonderful forwards or whoever else. Then she's doing her job. And captain Norway in the international break as well. So another club, uh, another international captain for the club. Top of her game. She's at the top of her game, and it's probably the best she's played. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but me, I want to talk to you about the player on the other side, which is Lauren James. She is the player that won the penalty for Guru Ratan to take. Um, she beat two Spurs defenders. And then on the replay, actually, uh, first of all, I thought she kicked herself in the leg, but she did get touched and it made her kick herself in the leg and she went over. Um, again, Lauren James, not obviously contributing on the level of Guru Wrighton, but her performances have been great as well. What have you made of her, not just yet on Sunday, but in the season as well? Yeah, I'm very, very excited to see her play against Real Madrid. Because I do think that Lauren James will be one of... I hope she will be one of uh, Chelsea's most important players uh, from now. Um, both because... I mean, it's just also because of the fact that she has uh, been playing very well up till now. Uh, and also the fact is that 
Frank Kirby and Vanilla Harder has been away <laughs> and never been playing together this season. Um, so I think from what we have seen uh, Chelsea and how they line up and how they play with Lauren James, I I do hope that she will show the exact same attitude that she did when she dribbled those Tottenham defenders away um, when they play Real Madrid this week too. Because I do think that Chelsea will need a player like Lauren James at her best. Yeah, we did a tactics episode in the international break and she had done like 75% of her dribbles were successful, which is just such an insane number. Because um, she... Attempted quite a few as well. That's that's her thing. It, a great way to alleviate some pressure is it to get her on the ball, and she takes obviously two defenders with her. It creates the space elsewhere for stuff to happen, doesn't it? And obviously she's different to to Wrighton in the sense that she likes to be on the ball, whereas Wrighton will get it off more quickly and run into space. And Lauren James obviously the opposite to that. Do you think that sort of differences in how they play is actually complements each other quite well? Yeah, that could be one of the reasons, but I do think that, that the fact is that they are asked to do what they both are best to do, like what, what they are best at. Uh, and I think that that's the way to use players. You don't use two like wingers the same way uh, just because you want to use them the same way. You, you want to look at them play and what they can contribute with. And, and the fact is also that I do think that Lauren James is probably like, you, you can actually hear sometimes when supporters uh, shout, shoot <laughs> when a player is inside the box, but then they play, play a pass again and a pass again and, and the moment's gone. But Lauren James is, is that player that could could just go for it when when the opponent least suspects uh, something uh, will happen and I like that a lot because uh, like we've said here uh, Guro is is more of a contributor than maybe a finisher but sometimes maybe she should finish take the shot um, but Lauren James she can do that to surprise <laughs> um, every opponent uh, on the pitch yeah, I would say though that the Chelsea supporters do say shoot whenever anyone gets the ball. Right, <laughs> yeah, they just want them to shoot. It's just their thing. Um, obviously three 0 at half time. Game the, the game is won. I mean, Spurs were absolutely terrible. One of the worst performances I've seen against Chelsea. Just nothing to them whatsoever. Um, very Spursy. Um, after half time, they take off Magda because Australia played in uh, Australia. Sweden played in Australia. Mia, is that right? Yes, that's yeah, correct. So probably why Cameron didn't play. She didn't play though, so. Oh, it's still the travel though, isn't it? Yeah, the jet yeah. lag. So obviously, fresh legs for for Magda. They take off Buchanan. They take off Cuthbert. They take off Brighton and Sam Kerr. Able to get some other players in and getting some minutes. Would you say it was a apart from the crowd, the perfect afternoon for Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, and like it's it's interesting when you're going to get onto your what you said at the very beginning of the show and 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 the style of Chelsea. I don't know if that's coming, uh, 
But yeah, but you know, the games won. Uh, Tottenham was a bit of a surprise. You know, we have praised the manager uh, and and the, the team to the best we obviously can with, with, with Chelsea loyalty in 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 the last year, especially some of their performances last year and how they pushed a lot of the top sides and and matched them uh, and 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 was unlucky to to sort of lose on on the odd occasion. I remember especially watching the Arsenal game, or, or I think it might have been a draw. Uh, and Miedemeyer scored quite late on. I can't remember if that was the winner or, or draw. But yeah, but yeah, sometimes you know you just have these off days, don't you? As 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 we as we saw the very first uh, game of the season up at Liverpool. Uh, yeah, they're very off. They were, you know, just one of those days. But it suited us because then Emma could make those substitutions, rest certain certain players. You know, the important ones. You know, the ones you'd expect would stay on. You know, Paris a still needs a couple more ninety minutes under her belt. I think. Uh, Bright is just the machine. She'll always stay on. But it was nice of her to protect, you know, Buchanan and Ericsson and especially Wright and, you know, uh, three important players and then Aaron as well, who took a couple of knocks uh, against Tottenham, especially from from our ex-player, you know, I suppose having having had her and watched her do that for so many years for us and sort of appreciate it, we then can't really complain about it when she's doing doing it for an opposing team and and obviously to protect Kerr as well. What with what with the injury to Pinnell, and now we obviously it's nice to have Fran coming back uh, and protect Kerr, who's who's you know again a lot of questions early on. Uh, at the start of the season, not from me because I've seen it before. I've seen her start the season slow, and then when she gets into it, you know, she 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 really starts firing on all cylinders. Yeah, obviously, and having that many subs breaks up the game. It stops the clock. The game starts to slow down. As I said, Tottenham were terrible. Drew had a few good chances, but she, you know, obviously still a big Chelsea fan, put them over the bar. She obviously didn't want to score against Chelsea. It was clear to me anyway. Um, There's a good moment actually where she there was a corner and she was standing on Anne Katrenberger and she was like tickling her and pinching her and stuff and AKB was laughing. Oh, so she broke. She did broke because uh, mm. obviously from the cameras, all I saw was the with the, with the face, I, you know, I'd always see, you know, for so many years for Chelsea, you know, that very, very toned, very, you know, you know, one vision sort of player. And and so was, I suppose it was nice for you guys to see her just, you know, just break a little while and appreciate the fact that she was, you know, she was a chess player for so long and much loved as well. Yeah, they, big big cuddles after the game as well. Um, and a few after she missed a good chance as well, probably, um, from the defence. Uh, anyway, getting to what is going to be my point, this made the game, Mia, um, as you said, boring. Um, I sat next to my, my cousin, um, who doesn't really go to football, but he came for this game. He was watching Formula One on his phone uh, <laughs> for probably 75 minutes of the game. It's even worse. Yeah, and I, I hate Formula One, but even I started looking <laughs> looking at the cars going around the track very fast. Um, there was nothing involved in that race either because someone's already won the whatever it is, the championship thing. Um, so there was nothing on the line <laughs> in that race, but that became more interesting than what was going on on the pitch. Um, Chelsea won the game. You know, that's the main thing. 3-0, they've won the game. They've done their job. Is it too much to ask for more than that? Do you think they should have been putting on a show for Chelsea supporters at Stamford Bridge, trying to rack up the score? Tottenham were terrible. They could have easily scored more goals, but they, they didn't really try which seems weird to say when Beth came on the whole thing went to 
you know, nothing. There was no outlet for anyone to play the long balls over the top. The game just sort of played out in front of us. And, you know, for me, I've seen Chelsea play better than that. And for me, it was really bad. And it, it got colder in the stadium because <laughs> the football was, was more boring. There's a unscientific assessment of the game. I felt cold. The game was bad. The weather man now. Yeah. The screen behind me is going to change. It's going to be a map and it's going to move <laughs> down south. Anyway, so Mia, what did you think that is to, is it, we asked you for too much for entertainment as well as successful football? Uh, I do think that uh, at the end of the day, it's just all about winning and winning and then managing the game, like I said it, uh, in the beginning. And I do think that Chelsea did that perfectly. Uh, and coming from an international break where a lot of players have traveled, uh, that's the you know dark side of having a whole a full squad uh, of national team players. Um, but I do think that as a Chelsea fan, you should be very happy about the fact that they did score three times. Uh, and I mean, I, I do think that the Aaron Cuthbert goal can make up for the fact that the rest of the game was quite boring. I, I'm going to say that. Dane, what's, what's your thoughts? Because they're playing at the big, you know, the main stadium. It's obviously more people there than usual. They've won the game yet. They've got that job done. Do you think there should have been an element of let's entertain the fans of the rest of the game? Or are we being a bit too sort of picky and the the fact that they've won is the main thing. They've rested their players for PSG. You know, that's more important than, you know, maybe putting on a show, so we say. Are we being picky or are you being picky? Well, I'm asking the question, so I'm being Oh, picky. you're asking the question, because I thought Mia was very polite when I think she was saying, shut up, you should be quite happy with that first 45 minutes. I do think that, that, that there is a right to, to being entertained. I think to an extent we uh, we do go to a sports event to be entertained, but sometimes you've got to entertain yourself. As you said, you know, you started to watch your, uh, what you say, your cousin's <laughs> Formula One on his phone. Uh, you, yeah, then you then you do sort of, you, you have a right to question, but you, you've got to look at the, the the bigger picture. And as Mia said, you know, a lot of players on, on international break coming back and then obviously you've got to balance up the minutes and also have have the consideration that, 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 that playing at that stadium will, will, will be, you know, a massive, you know, uh, experience for some players. That's why, you know, probably Beth got on a lot earlier than she might have done if we was, if we was at Kings Meadow. Uh, and 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 the game was won. Tottenham wasn't doing much. Games coming ahead, protecting players. So I think you was entertained in the first half, and I think the rest was you know very well, you know game management and and done done the right way. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, if we're putting uh, Emma Hayes on levels of Mourinho esque in in his in the top of his his heyday, he's not there to entertain. He's there to do a job. And 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 the job that Chelsea are doing is like a well-oiled machine, but that that people try to question, but is 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 highly successful as we've seen with the amount of trophies and wins and and standard of players that we've gotten. But you know, as 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 
as as football fans, you know, we have a right to say what we would like to see and 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 what we 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 sometimes don't. And obviously, you know, Mia's got an an, an amazing tactical eye, and and me and you think we've got something there that. that can give us an opinion about football uh but i do think that yeah it is we, we, you know we're, we're allowed to question we're allowed to you ask the questions we, we give you the answers but if i'm looking at it from her point of view yeah but i think it was it was it was it was a good job and and it was it was played out exactly the way i'd expect an emma and emma hayes team to play out especially as as we said with internationals before and 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 big games coming up so you, you i, I think the, we can oh, we can agree on the fact that we perhaps uh, are a little more disappointed in Tottenham's performance than Chelsea's. Mm. No, I thought Tottenham did excellently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've said that all along. <laughs> but if the fact is that if if Tottenham would have put up a, a, a greater like performance, so that Chelsea had to like put that extra gear in, then perhaps the game would have played out differently but it didn't and Chelsea did what they were supposed to do they won the games they scored great three goals and yeah so what you're saying basically is I should have gone home at half time <laughs> <laughs> and if Never. I did I would have avoided eating the Never. Sam kebab which what did you have it was a Sam a lamb Sam Kerr kebab or kebab was it nice no disgusting <laughs> even worse if it came out Sunday night um, oh, dear <laughs> Lord! Let's did they have? On. Did they have uh, any of the uh, thirty? Ooh. Hey, did they have any of the thirty-year uh, merch on sale? Mm, they had women's shirts with the printing. Uh, the nothing can stop us range. They had. Oh, that's a spark! They just brought out a new range, haven't they? Thirty years uh, hoodies, t-shirts. I didn't but... go in the mega store. So oh, okay. I'm not just giving any more money than they get. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's move on then to we had our plan the map to poll, um, as we do. Uh, Sam Kerr got 13%, Wrighton got 26%, James got 30%, and the winner was Aaron Cuthbert with 31%. Um, however, when I posted it, obviously I had to leave out some players, because mm-hmm. uh, there's only four choices in the poll. Uh, the biggest reply was for Sophie Ingle. Now, watching the game, Mia. I just thought Sophie was Sophie and she did her game, what she does. I, I wouldn't have said there was anything outstanding. She was just Sophie, just good Sophie as she always is. Um, but everyone else seemed to think that she should have been player of the match. Well, what was your opinion on it? Yeah, I always think it's hard to know, you know, to choose one player of the match uh, when it's a great team performance. I'm going to be diplomatic that way. But I do think that uh, it, there is a difference in Sophie Ingle's game uh, this season because she actually plays the ball uh, like centrally uh, more than she did last season. She She dares to do it. Uh, I do think also the fact that that her partnership with Erin uh, Cuthbert makes it possible for her to actually be more useful uh, in creating chances. And I think that that's what fans are seeing. Uh, they see that she is contributing uh, in creating goal-scoring opportunities for her teammates rather than just be uh, in the midfield and do what she she usually does pretty pretty well, I would say. 
Yeah. Dave, what was your thoughts on who would have been your choice? Well, from, yeah, it is it's a hard one because, you know, Mia talking about Erin earlier, and did you say she was more of an enforcer now? Was that was that correct? Destroyer. Uh, destroyer, sorry. Destroyer. And uh, destroyer. And then you've got Sophie Ingle, who I've regularly said likes to put out fires. And it's interesting to for Mia to say that she's passing the ball more centrally now, which is something or, or now Mia's highlighted. I'll, I'll keep an eye on. But yeah, you know, sometimes it is an, un, it is an, you know, it is a job that that can sort of, you know, uh, go unappreciated. You know, uh, that job she can do ju- just that whole screening of the of the of the, the defense and, and a certain area, and sometimes just by her being her, being there in a certain area, will stop an attack, which which we obviously a player won't put a ball down because of how well she positions herself. It's little things like that that I don't think is taken into consideration when you do want an award. A match is so easy to see, you know, whether it would be Sam or when Fran's playing or when Penel's playing, you know, put a, put a ball in the top corner or, or through the, the legs of a goalie and, and and everything's wonderful. That is their job. But this is also Sophie's job, to, you know, to, to protect and, 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 and to get the ball off as quickly as possible to the forwards. So, you know, appreciation and, and it should be highlighted. So, yeah, it's a hard one. You know, it's like a... You know what we've seen in 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 quite a lot in 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 recent years. Sometimes Sam Sam will miss a fair, a fair few chances. Is that a mistake? Would you class it as if if a forward misses three or four chances in a row? Would you class that as three or four mistakes? Yeah, if a goalie makes a mistake, that's usually a goal against them. So goalie is also very unforgiving. So it's easy to be blinded by that attacking side of of, of a forward or an attacking player. But no, we, you know we appreciate Sophie, and if if someone. If someone says that she should have been in more of the reckoning, and I believe them because I've seen it with my own eye enough, you know, my, my eye will be 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 wandered to her and her job because, you know, I grew up watching some some amazing players who who who, who would sit in that in that anchor role or that defensive midfielder or that centre midfield and do do an amazing job. You know, I remember watching the great Barcelona team, and I know he's not much loved now, Pep Guardiola, due to his. His Man City loyalties or, or, or managerial highlights, but as a as a footballer, he was one of the most outstanding players I've seen in that position. And then we we talk about watching the men's with Makaleli. So yeah, I'm made highly appreciative of of Sophie Ingle and what she brings to the team. But you know me, I like to sort of go around in freaking circles and go off go off 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 the curb a couple of times just to get to the point. So yeah, I agree. She should have been. I think she should have been. Yeah. Well. I think you could have made a case for any of the players that played to be on. The list. Well, I was, as I said, I was, I was highly impressed with Perisay. You know, highly impressed in the Euros, and I thought she had a really good game. And as I said, Ashley tried to tried to bully her, and she she didn't she didn't put up with that, and she she looked she looked really good. But I thought, you know, you're right, all of them. Fleming, I thought Fleming had a had a good game. I think Fleming is is is. is, is I think I, I'm 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 finding similarities with Mason Mount, uh, where. This is a good player who can play well in a number of positions, but can someone please find their position and, and stick to it? And uh, similar with Mason, he no one sort of knows his position. And with Fleming, you know, whether, whether she's she, she's high up or she can play in the a pocket. We've seen her last season playing on the right side when they started to move Aaron in. Uh, yes, I'd like to see her, you know, hold down a position, which is, is hard in, in the Chelsea team with, so, with such a big squad. It would be easier to play 4-3-3. Then she would play in an excellent position, which is a number eight. Anyway, um, mm. results elsewhere. Um, Saturday, Everton lost 2-1 to Manchester City. Uh, Arsenal also lost 
three two to Manchester United, which was nice. And then on Sunday, of course, Chelsea uh, beat Spurs three 0 Aston Villa beat Reading three one. Uh, Brighton drew three all with Liverpool, um, keeping up their goal scoring habits. Now hope Powell's left. Uh, and then West Ham beat Leicester one nil um, in the final game. That means the table looks like this, which is very nice. At the top is Chelsea with 21 points. Second, Arsenal, 18 points. United, third, also 18 points. Then you've got Man City in fourth on 15 points. Uh, Aston Villa are in fifth with West Ham in sixth, both on 12 points. Then you've got Spurs in seventh, seventh and Brighton in eighth, both on nine points. Um, so Everton in eighth in nine points. Brighton in ninth on seven points. Liverpool, 10th on four points. Uh, Reading in 11th on three points and Leicester still bottom of the table on zero points. Uh, Chelsea, West Ham and Leicester all played eight. Spurs have played six. Everybody else has played seven. Um, so the table is still a bit crazy. Uh, but it looks good because Chelsea are at the top um, for now anyway. Um, we're going to take our final ad break now before we talk about the Real Madrid game. Uh, this is also the perfect opportunity to tell you that issue two of Kings Meadow Chronicle, the brand new Chelsea FC wins fanzine, is on sale now. Uh, issue two is available online via kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com and available at some games. It was available at Stanford Bridge. Thank you to everyone who brought one. Um, some great writers in there and Dane as well. So make sure you pick up a copy online or a game if I'm there. Um, we'll leave the link in the description box and we will be right back after this very short ad break. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the final part of episode 92 of Went to Mode Kings Meadow. Time now for a quick, quick look ahead to the Champions League match against Real Madrid. Uh, Mia, hopefully you can tell us a bit about Real Madrid. Yeah, they are not good at defending set pieces and crosses uh, which is good for Chelsea they like the wide wide areas and Guru Reitens uh, crosses perhaps um, I do think that it's kind of interesting to talk about the fact that when Real Madrid played PSG they lined up with their new Swedish midfielder also known as a destroyer uh, Freya Olofsson uh, I'm very interested to see if she will play at King's Meadow for Real Madrid um, going to Chelsea but I, I do think that here's the thing uh, Real Madrid has really great attackers uh, really great uh, if they get the chance to score uh, I do think that they, they can cause Chelsea real problems but the fact is that Real Madrid's uh, defenders and the, their backline, it's not anywhere near the quality of Chelsea's like well-balanced team from back to front. So I'm going to say this again because I said this on another podcast the other day. I'm going to be very disappointed with Chelsea if they lose this game at home at King's Meadow this week. Uh, because Real Madrid is 
obviously a good team because we've seen Manchester City have seen that twice. Um, and it could be the fact that we talk about playing styles and stuff like that. But on overall, the quality in Real Madrid from back to front is nowhere near um, the Chelsea quality. The thing is that she, the Real Madrid has a very good goalkeeper. And if she will have the game of her life, then Chelsea could be in problem. That that's the thing I have to say about Real Madrid. Obviously, they have Caroline Weir, um, but I do think that Chelsea will will know Caroline Weir very well, also enough how, to put a stop to her. How is she getting on? She's getting on very well. Mm. Um, so the thing is that, but I do think also that if you I don't. You you maybe didn't see that game, but I watched uh, El Clasico between Real Madrid and, and Barcelona a couple of weeks back. Uh, and if it if it wasn't for Real Madrid's goalkeeper Misa, then Barcelona would have won that game with not just four nil but eight nil. Mm. So she had really good game. So it's it's going to be interesting to see but I will dare to say it I will be disappointed uh, if Chelsea don't pull this one up at home well we all hope you're not disappointed because we will be as well <laughs> um, but Dana as, as Mia mentioned Man City you've been knocked out twice by Real Madrid in the qualifying for the Champions League uh, last two seasons so we have got to respect the quality they have even though as Mia said they're not at Chelsea's level uh, right now but you've got to have the mentality going into the game right and I'm sure Emma Hayes will be drumming it into the players for the next well it's half nine on Tuesday night now not long to go before the game but especially in the morning uh, leading up to the fixture and especially to take into fact via our, our campaign last year which went out in the group stages so Good point. You you said about Real Madrid knocking out Man City twice, but also we, we you know we've got our own demons that we've we, you know we was all expecting a lot more last season, and and although if we'd have been in other groups, we would have still qualified. In, unfortunately, with the three other teams we had in our group, we didn't. Doesn't matter how many points we got. Uh, so 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 she'll she'll be aware of that. You know. Uh, it's a big thing whether 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 we are going. I think we go after all trophies. I don't think we 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 would ever purposely, uh, you know, go after that one trophy or be after it. But if it comes, it it's going to be amazing. But yeah, you know, you can't go into these games without 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 doing your 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 homework and 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 it's going to be a tough game. But you know, it's going to you know these are the games you want to be involved in. You don't want to be out. Like City and or, or watching from home, you know you've got to be in them to win them. An old cliche saying, saying. So it's going to be very exciting to watch. And you know, I'd, I'd prefer to be in our position than, than than anyone else's at the moment. Yeah, that is true. Mia, uh, yeah, I think my memory is serving me right when I say that I watched some of Real Madrid against Barcelona last season. Uh, they tried to press them everywhere. Is that their yeah, style? Are going to try I and mean, press Chelsea? This is my opinion. I do think that Real Madrid were onto something with Barcelona last season. If there was any, were any team that were close to like finding the key to to break up uh, Barcelona's play, it was I think the first game uh, in the quarterfinal, 
uh, when when Barcelona actually, I think they won like, was it was it one nil? Because it came from a penalty. Yeah, I think that. Um, they played very well. But then you have, this is where I'm at with this Real Madrid team. They don't have the quality all over the pitch. But if they have a good night, they can cause any team uh, problems. And I don't think that Manchester City got quality all over the pitch as well. So that might be the answer to to the fact that they have struggled against Real Madrid because they have like fierce attackers. I mean, if you you you, you don't want to leave Athena de Castillo uh, alone with Anketrin Berger, um, so I mean because she will score if she gets the opportunity. So this is all about Chelsea not giving any opportunities to Real's. Uh, attacking line and then cause Real Madrid's uh, backline much problems with crosses and use the set pieces to make Real struggle because that's where uh, is where they struggle and they did struggle a lot uh, against Barcelona last time around with with the crosses and set pieces. Is it is it better for Chelsea if they try and press high so we can play the the long balls that we like to play over the top and try and isolate their defence a bit and separate them from the midfield? I think Chelsea's style of play will be a good one for Real Madrid uh, to go up against them, uh, this Spanish side. Um, I mean, I think that that's where Real struggles a lot when they get pressed uh, a lot on the ball uh, because usually they... If they try to play out from the back uh, with these um, defenders, they can put themselves uh, in trouble. Uh, so I think that Chelsea will... If Chelsea play like the, the game we know they can play, uh, high uh, press uh, and intense, I think that will be enough. But, but it's, it's about showing up now to show the quality all over the pitch. I'm still very... like. Smiley about the fact that Paul Green said that this is the best squad we we have ever had at Chelsea Women, and when you say that, you you expect even more from them now going up against teams like PSG and Real Madrid. Um, so it's a home game. It's Champions League. They have just got to show up mentally and like delivering quality on the pitch with the ball uh, and off the ball. And I'm sure this will be a great game uh, for Chelsea fans to watch, especially when the final whistle is over. Yeah, so having heard that, Dave, from me, it's, it's good then that, you know, as we said, the key players got rested at the weekend, um, got the minute saved, and there's no game this weekend, so they don't play till the following weekend. So there's time to rest after that as well. Um, sort of a perfect storm for Chelsea, would you say? Like to play this game, they'd be at their full strength of what they've what they've got available. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it'd be interesting to, to you know the team that M would pick. You know, we've seen. I don't think we've seen a lot of Lauren James in in 
in European football this season. But I think with the injury to to Penilla and and with Fran just coming back, I think she she will play. Otherwise, I I, I thought you know it might have been the case for for for. Sam Panilla and probably Fleming, but I think James will now play. I don't know if she'll play Perise is another one. She she hasn't liked to play in big games. You know, we might see Neve Charles in there. Another one who can play in a lot of positions, especially on that right. Whether it'll be right back or right, right wing back. So yeah, I think it but apart from that, you know, two I'd say two changes from from the weekend, maybe actually even just the one. Uh I I yeah, it is. You know, you can put everything into it, you know, you get another Another points points in that total column, and 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 as you say, you 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 can go all guns blazing with the fact that you know you've got a good like nine days rest. Yeah, and of course, last season they only won once at, at home in the Champions League group stage, uh, which was against Servette one nil, nil nil against Juventus, and three three against Wolfsburg. So, winning is the only thing that matters tomorrow. Not asking for any entertainment whatsoever. Um, if they can just win the game. Uh, that would be really good stuff um, from Chelsea. Um, let's. I'm not going to do a team prediction, but let's do score predictions. And I'm feeling nice tonight, so I'm going to ask Dane to go first. Three 0 uh, to Chelsea. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's see. That is my problem. As you know, we do a uh, Mia. We do a, a prediction league in uh, for the men's football, and me and Dean, and it's part of a big, big, big organization. And I can never not predict a Chelsea win, which is really annoying. This is obviously for the men's team, even though they they lose, and I don't, I don't feel it. I always predict them. So actually, Chelsea's always score the score. I always regularly get wrong. I'm actually doing quite well. I think I'm fourth or fifth out of about a good two hundred. Uh, but Chelsea is the regular one I get wrong. So. Don't don't take my uh take my prediction <laughs> with it, with any <laughs> no don't put pressure on me uh, as well but I will say two nil two nil I'll go for four then four nil because you know just because that's the only number left we're not going to concede a goal surely not, that's not you don't think no that's not how we're going to roll we're going to. We've got the back four set up now for life. Cannon, Bright, Ericsson. Oh, so Ericsson is signing that contract then? Well, for this season anyway. You said for life. life. Well, for life means this season. Oh, okay. Real Madrid need defenders. So, yeah, let's see. Um, Sadly, that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, Thanks to those that have listened along live on Mixler and joined in with the chat. Remember, you can do that by downloading the Mixler app and searching for Wintermo Kings Meadow. Um, Mia, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, I know you're very busy, but always good to have you back on the show. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to join you. It's because this one's more fun, isn't it? Everyone else is so serious. Yeah, I mean, this is like, this is the place to be. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. Because we've got Dane on the show, of course. Yes, thank Always you. a pleasure to see your smiling face, Dane. Oh, yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for, the, obviously, the people who mixed this. Lovely seeing Mia again. It feels like it's been a long time. And, you know, hopefully everyone, everyone who went to, to the game on Sunday enjoyed themselves. And to all, any uh, any of our US listeners, hope you have a nice Thanksgiving on, on, on Thursday. Uh yeah, and then a terrible Friday. But terrible. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I sit on the fence. I, I sit on the fence. I, 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 yeah, I, I always do it at the World Cup. So I sit on the fence, but I did 
I did notice that after England beat Iran the other day that a lot of people was getting very excited and then I just sort of sway a little bit to America. It's because I just don't hear, they're probably just as annoying over there, you know, with, with some of the things I hear. I only see on Twitter. I don't have to part with the the sports shows, but I, I do hear a lot of the English side. But I'll be watching it. I'm 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 watching it. I'm going to my friends got a sort of do going on Friday night. I'm going to go and watch it, and uh, and I'll I'll wind everyone up. I'll wind. There's a lot of English there, so I'll wear an American shirt. But I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll be I'll, you know I won't care either way to be honest. I'd hope the England one on underneath, and then <laughs> America do lose. Just take that one off. Yeah, I could have it in the bag. Yeah, yeah, that in the bag by the side of the bar. Yeah, or the, the smart thing to do is not watch men's football or the World Cup. <laughs> terrible idea. Um, yeah, come hang with me. Yeah, it's and nice on that, this side. Not it's in an person, invitation, though. Dean. That is, yeah, not in person, though. Can't tell. No, oh, house. I thought she could sort you out with a hairdresser. Well, someone needs to. <laughs> I ain't got time to go. I've got to write scripts, got to publish a fanzine, got to sell the fanzine. You know, these things don't happen by accident. You know, take a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, you can follow and hang out with me on Twitter at me underscore Erickson. You can follow us at Mo Kings Meadow. You can follow me at CSUW Fanzine, Dane at DWIT9. You can also follow Jane at Jane Chapel X. Tell her to get well soon. Uh, we're Love also on, on Instagram at Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Um, we'll be back at some stage to review the Real Madrid game because there's no game this weekend, so we might do it at some point earlier than Tuesday, but we'll let you know. Um, until then, thanks for listening. And from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.